0: Dedicated to HBO's Game of Thrones and George R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire book series. You're listening to Podcast Winterfell. Welcome, welcome all to Podcast Winterfell. We're back. It's a Friday feedback podcast. I'm Axel and with me is DJ. What's up, baby?
1: Hey, what's going on, guys? DJ Tim Hines in the house.
0: Yeah, baby. All right. We're up late. It's been one hell of a day, America. Um, Not a good one. And uh, we're here to not talk about any of that bullshit and talk about Game of Thrones. So first off, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons. I want to welcome our two newest patrons, Steve and Shadowcat. That's right, baby. Our uh, great contributor from the uh, call in show with DJ Tim Hines. You, you ever heard of that guy, DJ Tim Hines?
1: Yeah, I have. He's, uh runs a pretty good call in show.
0: Yeah, I like him. Um, uh, our newest patron. So thank you. And Dara Gailey's. And we got a lot more coming to you. I also want to give a huge thank you to Zamorta, Z A M O O R T A, Dell. Uh, follow him on Twitter. Our art is all. Due to Dell, it's gorgeous. We love it. We do want to remind you that we're going to be doing extra week of pods for the season wrap up. So stick with us there. We'll go on the same schedule and uh, follow us at DVR Podcast on Twitter because we've got plenty of new and awesome podcasts coming. Now, I also want to thank Tom underscore UK underscore designer, and if you recognize that name, that means you were with us uh, when DJ and I did Westworld, and we'll be doing it again, and Tom came through with our awesome logo. I love that logo. It's Future Retro. dude. super talented. That was just like here. I was like, here, here's eight, nine options. I was like, could, maybe if this was like this, he was like, here you go. Five minutes later, done. Great, great talent. Uh, We do want to uh, also be announcing on the podcast right now um, our newest podcast, The Deuce, David Simon's new show with James Franco and uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, It's premiering September 10th, but the pilot is actually on HBO Go right now. And Mike Hull will be covering The Deuce. You can follow us on Twitter at the deuce dvr baby you can see we're going to try to do that with all of them westworld dvr left let's just throw the dvr at the end you know what i'm saying baby um oh yeah branding baby branding. Yeah, that's going to be awesome um mike's going to have a lot of fun and we're not going to be doing as probably as many podcasts and stuff as we do for game of thrones but uh i'm sure we'll be getting some interviews and doing some other stuff as well as we have another new show uh, which is inside DJ's DVR. Now we've got we're going to be announcing we got a Twitter for that and we got all that, but we're going to wait on that till we get some some art and some other stuff going on. But uh, that's going to be DJ coming at you with his um, his ramblings and profilings and stylings all about television, what he's watching, news, all that kind of awesome stuff. So DJ, of course, we're very much looking forward
1: to that. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, well, Axel and everybody else out there, hope you guys dig it. Uh, yeah. Might start off bumpy, but stick with me and uh, I'll get some good stuff out there for you. Yeah, you come on. You're going to be smooth as butter. So um, we're
0: here now to talk about Game of Thrones. So that's enough with the pleasantries. We love you all. You're awesome. Uh, so much great action on Twitter and over email this week. A lot of crazy theories and stuff floating around. We're going to hit some emails here. Then we're going to watch the trailer live. Then we're going to talk about it. Um, So let's just jump right in. And uh, let's talk about a little bit of the we're going to cover it and then we're going to move past it. Okay. Uh, This is from Victor from Westchester, New York, baby. He bring back he's bringing back some of the old Matt stuff. Three his three words jump the shark. That's where we're going. People. Fave Coupling, The Hound and torment. I like them too. Brothel yep. Mates, of the week. Danny and John, of course. Now let's get into the email. Dare I say the show might have jumped the shark. I know it's a bold statement, maybe a bit of an exaggeration, but I just can't get over the timing um, and uh, of when the guys were in trouble and Danny showed up with the dragons. I know they've had to speed things up this season. We've let a lot of continuity split, but this one was just too much. How fast did that raven from the wall get the dragonstone? It's a raven, not a jet. Uh, The Night King's an Olympic javelin tosser. Really? There's one thing that he was able to get that ice sword airborne, but to have it pierce the dragon so deep that it instantly died, it's too much. Um, And for these two things, I feel like the show's jumped the shark. Now, he had a few more instances that he went on, but I kind of cut him because we did talk about a lot of them. He says, I love the show. I really do. But this season, was a little, this season was a little bit of a letdown. This episode, however, captivated us. But with so much unease, I really hope next week is going to close the season off right. One question. Does the Ice Dragon still spit fire? If so, perhaps that's how they get that wall down. So that's Victor um DJ before we got on we addressed with each other briefly how we were going to kind of address the negativity surrounding this episode and what did you have to say cuz you you did a 3 hour show about it on monday
1: <laughs> well you know thankfully everybody that called in kind of had a good view on everything and you know swayed me a little bit to out of the nitpicky box and where i came out of it was I can either rip it apart or just roll with it. And we like to theorize and think about what's happening next. And if I'm hung up on all that stuff, the time, the, the movement, the, the Olympic toss of the javelin, uh, uh, it'll ruin it for me. And I love the show. So I have to just live with what happened because it's not going to change. i not going to take the episode back and be like, yeah, you guys were right. So we're going to we'll pace it out to two more episodes like they'll never do that. So we have what it is and love it or like it or hate it. I got to roll with it. And I'm going to just theorize from here. I'm not going to harp on these things. It was, you know, I said what I had to say on the, on the, uh, call in and it's still the best show on TV. So yeah. that's how we roll.
0: Yep. I echo what DJ said, Victor, I agree with you. I was disappointed. A lot of people were disappointed. um, And people have varying degrees of emotional attachment or intellectual attachment to either the original story or their perception of what the story should be, as uh, I think the ball move guys call what the head canon. We've addressed it this week, Mike and um, Tracy did, Tim did, Heath and I did, and uh, we agree with you, Victor. Uh, A lot of this stuff was not cool. And they've done an interview. Director came out and did an interview and said that they kind of realized they were fudging things. They got to get this story moving. I got, You know what? I like how you ended it, right? Which is you start off kind of jump the shark. Then you start talking about Game of Thrones. And by the end, you're hoping next week's great. So, (laughs) you know, that's how I am. Um, I can get over it. I, got, if I, I I put it this way, if I can get over Arya being viciously stabbed and having her guts punctured in about 30 different places and then being fine in, a, I guess, was a couple of weeks because she laid in a bed, then I'm just going to have to put up with this and I'm going to have to say I enjoyed other aspects. And like DJ said, let's spend the rest of the episode talking about the show we like and kind of theorizing and dissecting and looking and analyzing looking at the themes and just accepting that this was not the greatest episode. They could have done better. Um, so, yeah. So what do you think about, um, let me ask you, he has uh, Danny and John as brothel mates. How are you feeling about Danny and John DJ?
1: It's pretty written on the wall. Uh, you know, unless some big news happens and you know, the incest bothers one of them, <laughs> it seems like they're, uh, no, but how do you feel be- about it?
0: How do you feel about it?
1: Um, I, I, I kind of want to see where it goes. I mean, if, if they, you know, they're building it up, like let it happen. Cause that's basically like the sickest merger you can have on the show right now. I think way better than anything Cersei could do. And you know, who's sons are going to link up with like, you know, Aaron, her cousin, like, you know, Lord Aaron, that's not happening. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> all right you know what
0: um i am some people disagree i think donald disagrees uh i'm i think that they've done a really very great job a very well great job of uh putting this together it's late people um i uh, i think that if you look back in earlier see i mean okay let me put it this way i think that Probably ninety something percent of the people watching this show that were actually like paying attention to the first episode, which is probably everyone who's listening to this podcast, immediately thought that John and Danny were going to get together at the end of Game of Thrones from the first, maybe one or two episodes. I did. I immediately knew John. You can listen to the podcast. It's on Heath's film list. We talked about it. There's evidence. We said it in the first time we talked about Game of Thrones. John is the hero and Danny, and they're going to have to get together at some point. And I think everybody probably knew. We weren't picking up on anything new. And I think that the show has actually brought us there through the characters' actions, through the people and challenges that they have become and gone through. And I am buying this almost instant connection that they have. And I just... I think the actors are selling it. I just don't have a problem with that part of the show. Other parts of the show I may have an issue with, but I actually think that for something that I think seems so obvious, they've done a remarkable job of quickly putting them together and making it believable that these two people, it wouldn't have taken them too long to get it on. You know what I mean? Like in any circumstance, they're just, they are very similar type of
1: people. Yeah, no, it, it that's why it seems like it fits. Like that's why it doesn't bother me. Yeah. You know, it's like pre and torment. They just belong together. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um what do you think about does the ice dragon still spit fire, DJ? I I,
1: I really don't know. I I am thinking it it's it's they're probably going to go with fire because the spit ice would be kind of useless. I mean, what are they going to freeze everybody? Like just it seems silly. Um, so yeah, fire, and then taking down the wall seems like the next logical you know step if you have fire.
0: hmm, see, I immediately thought that it spewed like I thought that was one of the reasons why they showed how drogon can like projectile fire breathe like I think it's gonna be like that, it's gonna be ice, it's not gonna you know it's not gonna be like cold water or snow, it's gonna be like hard ice that like rips shit apart. It's almost like thousands of, like, um, just, yeah, I mean, hard pieces, like, sharp, like, glass being shot out of it.
1: That'd be pretty badass. Yeah. Well, I mean. I was thinking a blue flame because of the blue eye. And, you know, like, a blue flame is, like, the hottest, apparently. That's, hey, you know what? Hey, DJ,
0: that's really interesting. If it was a blue, it was a, a flame that was so hot it was blue. And that kind of brings together the fire and ice thing. I kind of like that, hmm. dude. That's Just pretty smart. Yeah, I like that, DJ. I like it. Um, all right. Uh, I think that's it from Victor. Thanks, Victor. We appreciate it, buddy. Uh, next, yeah, up, New York, baby. Yeah. Um, next up, we got our super hurricane of feedback, Gina. No offense to those in the path of a hurricane, uh, but that is a long-standing name here. Um, she says, "Man, I can't believe the season's going to be over us either." Here's some predictions, some questions for next season. Here's some Gina predictions: A Lannister dies, either Tyrion or Cersei. Okay, I'm going to say what she said, and then I'm going to ask you what you think, DJ. Why it might be Tyrion. He's been wrong more than right this year. And even though he and Danny have good relationship, his usefulness appears to be waning. A lot of people are saying that was his dragon that died, that got taken down, right? Yeah, I saw a bunch of memes <laughs> like that. Um, Tyrion, uh, okay, she says, maybe Tyrion loses his head or his tongue. Jamie kills Cersei as a result. okay why it might be Cersei. And this is the best answer that anyone can have when theorizing just because I want it to be. <laughs> and you know what, Gina, those are right. Just as much as the 20 minute YouTube theories with annotations and <laughs> and bibliographies, the ones you just want are all, actually, I would guess that they're probably more often right. Um, they do write the television shows for the audiences, um, especially if you go after
1: this after this last episode. Oh, DJ. Okay, oh, sorry, I, I
0: had to get one in there. Well, okay, what do you think about? First of all, I want to say I ain't feeling it, Gina. I ain't feeling it. I think all the Lannisters make it out of the
1: season, DJ. I would like to see Cersei die, just like she says. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think that jamie's gonna die if anybody does it's Tyrion. but they just ride the coattails of of you know the second season emmy that uh peter dinklage won i don't think they're getting rid of him so i would like to see him go because he actually was the most annoying character to me this season and i loved him up until this season
0: interesting okay did you did you feel that he was written badly, or did you feel that his choices as a character have turned you off, even though they were realistic or like you bought his,
1: them? He was so gung ho previously, and now he's so timid and mm. and shy when he when he tries to approach anybody or share his feelings. And he, he, I can understand he's trying to be a little more regal, uh, somewhat presidential. Um, but you know, he just not pulling it off to me because, like, even the conversation with Varys it was like so mild, mild mannered. Like, he was always really witty, sharp, and I, I understand he stopped drinking a lot, but I don't know if that had something to do with it. And I, you know, maybe they wanted to progress the character that way, and that's cool. I just didn't like it. And I think he was more mopey Moperson than John has been in a while.
0: Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to disagree. I don't think it's been a banner season for uh, our hero Tyrion. Um, and I can see where Jean is coming from. Um, but the reason why I feel is I just feel like... I feel like that this story will place that center when it's going to happen. And... Um... I don't feel like it has. I think we're headed there, you know. Uh, Tyrion and Danny going there. Jamie's there. Cersei's there. Obviously, Brienne's gonna be there. Tormund's, uh, not Tormund. I'm sorry. Um, the Hound's gonna be there. Um, you know. I think. What? Uh, who knows if John? I guess John's gonna go too, right? If is that where they're taking yeah. the boat? So, you know, I mean. There's a potential here, obviously. I mean, I think that Cersei's laying a little honeypot here, a little trap, and she's going to try to kill everybody. Maybe there's more wildfire or something, but we haven't seen her really. I I really feel like this season we haven't spent an inordinate amount of time with Cersei after spending so much time in King's Landing previously. Um, She hasn't really been around that much. I I can't think that there's... It's like she's just... it's It's a lot of Tywin going on. She's talking to people. She's doing stuff. That's what makes me think something's going on. But I just feel like this story isn't ready to end. But I could be totally wrong. And we all feel like Jamie's going to take her out at some point. I shouldn't say we all, but Heath does. A, A-, A-, A- Well, A Hustler thinks it's going to be Arya. I think it may be it is Arya. Who knows? I don't all know. Right. I'm, maybe I'm
1: just confused, DJ. Help me out. So... You are confused a little bit, but I get it because (laughs) Cersei has always been more prominent and all we saw was just quick reactionary type scenes. Yeah. Um, And I do have a quick wild theory I could throw at you about the Tyrion thing. Do it, baby. All right. So Tyrion gets killed somehow. Like Gina says, could be the – he's the Lannister this season. He dies, but they never get to find the body. Like maybe he drowns. They don't burn the body. He becomes one of the dead and is able to get back with his dragon. Pow! Oh man, Tyrion Stoneheart makes everybody happy. There you go. Um,
0: yeah, you know, um, maybe they could do that. I doubt it, but you know what? It would might be kind of cool. Might be kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. Though, thank you, Gina. I and I and I. You know what, Gina? I think Gina's trying to trick me into saying that Cersei's going to die because I say that I've said that every season I promised I wasn't going to do it this season. I haven't said it and I don't think it, I think Cersei's making out out of this and and she's probably going to make it out on top. As a matter of fact, I have a theory that I was listening to our boys chat on TV and someone wrote into them and it was in in my notes. I'm going to bring it up later though.
1: Well, we know, I think it's a pretty much a guarantee Cersei will die if, There's scenes with no windows.
0: Nice one. (laughs) That was good, DJ.
1: Shout out, Heath.
0: Uh, Gina continues. Let me put my glasses back on. Death to Littlefinger. Uh, These stupid scenes between Sans and Arya that make me super anxious are all just a ruse for a setup uh, to set up Littlefinger in a trap. Now that Sansa has the knife, she does the deed, or she and Arya just decide to take turns while Littlefinger is strapped to a chair, or paralyzed by some potion that Arya gives him, or Sansa just watches Arya do it. You're getting a little too into this, Gina. We all know she likes to watch after Ramsay and the dogs last season. Damn! Um. Wow. This whole thing has me utterly confused. At one point, I thought Arya already killed Littlefinger and took his face, then I was like, nah, that didn't really happen. Then I was like, you know what? Maybe Arya is actually... She's like training Sansa. Like people are saying, she's like challenging her, training her in in this, in this uh, faceless man stuff. And that's what that whole conversation was about. I've watched it like three times and it's still kind of perplexed me. And to be honest with you, I have no idea, man. This one, I'm going to admit, I really... I don't know,
1: D- DJ. You you say that you like this. I do like this. Um, I don't. I, I we kind of went over this on the the call in show, but I'll, I'll kind of re hit it again. I like it because I don't know what's happening. I like it because I love Arya. I like it because she called Sansa stupid again, and I just don't know. I like. I had thoughts that Littlefinger. She could have taken one of the faces. She could somehow, I don't know if she, you know, she hasn't made it clear that you have to kill someone. I don't know if she's going to make an Arya face. I mean, a Sansa face. I don't know, maybe she killed Brienne and she's the one going to King's Landing who's going to kill Cersei. Like, there's a whole bunch of different things that this could be. The only thing that I don't like is that if it's just simply what it is, and it's Littlefinger pulling all these strings and it's gonna be him on top, that's gonna to be the worst outcome. Because not because I don't wanna see Littlefinger succeed, just because it had no point in all this intrigue and mystery. Okay. Yeah, I'm
0: uh yeah, I don't know, man. I am I uh, I'm I'm gonna this is the one this is For me, actually, in that last episode, this bothered me more than any of the stuff that everybody's talking about. So that's why I'm just trying to go with it. And I'm trying to come up with different reasons. But I find myself coming up with reasons because I want to try to understand something that I don't think is well fleshed out. But I'm also willing to accept that I may be wrong. So... I kind of want to talk about it after. You know what I'm saying? For sure. All right. (coughs) Excuse me. All right. Gene is hitting it. Let's get to the end. This is a little prediction territory here. A dragon or two lands in King's Landing. Danny will either ride in on Drogon or the Night King will give us all a flyby and bring the snow with him. I love. I think this is what's happening. Come on, the Night King is going to ride the dragon to King's Landing when they're all there, and it's going to be—it's Dan- right. going to be Danny's vision, the throne room, and rubble. Is it
1: ice? Is it snow? Is it dust? What is it? This is this is far out. I mean, you could then say Bronn's going to be standing there with the scorpion, ready to rock and roll, and I, I don't think that's happening. I, what's far out about it? why would he come by himself? Like his whole mission is to get the whole war, the whole clan down South of the wall. He's not going to come by himself. Well, I
0: mean, if you can eliminate, okay. Did, did you think on your show that, um, uh, that this was a trap by the Knights King, this whole thing? I wasn't
1: sure either way. I, I could have okay. bought either way. Okay. Well, I firmly I did believe it. assume is. that, I, yeah, I kind of assume that it is, especially with the, the first wave. But then it just leads to so many questions about their reach of power and, for, okay. you know, if they could foresee the future, it's crazy. Okay. Like that, it opens up so many avenues.
0: Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be the future. Um, if, okay, the show, now I'm, I've been hearing a lot of different uh, podcasts because I've been able to listen to some more podcasts this week I've been trying to catch up talk about the books and blah 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 and does is the night king a warg is it is the night king of greens here all that okay so the evidence we have in the show is that the knight's king is obviously has the same powers that bran has and in some way falls within the jurisdiction of those rules as well because of the fact that the previous three-eyed raven knew this information about him knew they couldn't come in the cave or that when he touched him, he could now this, the spell is broken. So he, so basically what I'm trying to say is he lives in that realm, right? So I am totally down with the idea that some of these visions that people have been seeing Melisandra, um, Thoros, the hound, were the night King that he is able to mess with people. And it is in the same way that people had theorized that perhaps, you know, brand went back, brand went back and made the mad King mad or brand went back and started this whole thing. It was not Liza Aaron who wrote the letter to, it was Bran, you know, or like, Bran has slowly been behind the scenes. Now people think Bran is the Night King, which he very well may be. I mean, I don't think it's very far off to theorize that this show will go down that road. As I've talked about before, and we've talked about before. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy.
1: No, uh, I think we're going to say the same thing. Well, if that's the case, I want like straight up magic from here on out.
0: Well, I think we're getting that. I mean, a, a dragon battle north of the wall with the white walkers who throws. And like Victor was saying about the spear, I think we have to start allowing for the fact that I, I, I thought that the white walkers came across looking not powerful enough. Like my question is, I know the white, the Knights King, I mean, he can turn a baby into a white Walker like this. This is obviously a supernatural being. We saw how it was created by other supernatural beings, right? With a supernatural magical object. So I just don't think it's, it's not crazy to theorize that a person, if you're in a war and one side is supernatural and the other one isn't, that the supernatural part would be using that as an advantage. Why wouldn't the night King be dropping in on John and dropping things into his head? Or convincing them that this plan was right or pretending that he's the Lord of Light in order to send people to war with each other and weaken them while they just gather
1: forces. If they stayed with something along that line now to the most of the end of the series um, or at least halfway through the series and straight away from the inner politics, I might like this episode more. But if we go straight back to the politics of Westeros and like harp on that, I, I'm I I'm not gonna like that part. But yes, I am ready now for the magic to come out. Yeah, see, like but I, I'm, we've I'm been tr- ready.
0: I'm trying to make that ultimate connection that it's always been there, right? Right.
1: But now we okay. need to see it more apparent.
0: Yeah, we need to oh, know I those agree. connections. Well, I think we're I I'm 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 happy with that. I mean, I think we are. I mean, they just went on a mission to convince. Cersei, and hey, let's not forget a lot of people. I, I a lot of people I noticed. I'm sorry, beyonded people that um didn't even like. And I was watching the show. I was like, gosh, ah, we didn't even talk about that. Heath, Danny saw the Knights King. Right? How long have we been talking about that? Does Danny know about the White Walkers? Now she does. She's in. Like that's kind of an amazing turn of events, right? Like I think more and what you're talking about is I think is definitely happening. But whether or not people will accept that further point is another thing because sometimes I listen to people or I see people on Twitter and they're like, oh, that's silly. Like, you know, the White Walkers are just evil. They just want to kill everyone and do all that. It's like, well, look, I just don't think the evidence supports that in the show. And here I'm now talking about the evidence because you saw the 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 um, leaf, the child, the the. the one of the children explains there was a war. The men were chopping down all the trees and ruining the place. The, they wanted to defeat the men. So they created the Knights King that then became such an enemy that they then had to turn around and team up with, I think different or maybe the same men to erect this wall and keep them out. Right. Yeah. So, if, if they had to do that, then the knights King and them were in a battle. They were in a war. Like this is not the first time the dude has done this. And if they've been waiting all this time, we still don't know. Why did they wake back up? There's different theories, and actually, I'm bringing that up because Gina brings up where are all those baby children, White Walkers that were Craster's sons being kept? Won't they also have to be killed individually to make sure that these things are all completely dead and gone? Couldn't you see Danny stumbling across their home base next season and the first words we ever hear uttered from them being, Mother. Oh, wow, Gina. I had the same, I love this, Gina. You're the best. Because I thought this might happen this episode. I've been thinking about that forever. I'm always thinking maybe the only reason the white walkers are doing all this is because they're pissed off that they can't get any more babies from Craster and they started it. And the the real thing that got them riled up is there were too many wildlings in there on their side of the wall. I still feel like there was a like an agreement made and they stay on that side and they stay on this because it seems like the white walkers really could cross the wall if they wanted to.
1: Wow. That's I don't know. It's heavy duty. And that's um, why the
0: three-eyed raven is on the other side or something like magical things stay on this side, unmagical things stay on the other. And maybe it's also the birth of the dragons. It's like coincides. Once the dragons were born, it was like a declaration of war, but the people had forgotten that they ever made that agreement
1: because. Yeah, as, because the only people that paid attention were the, the knights, uh, the what do you call it? Uh, the maesters, the no, Rangers.
0: but they're not, but no, well the Knights, Yeah. But they didn't either. Nobody did. The Knights watch didn't, the maesters didn't all of the, all of the histories and lores became just that to be rewritten with these great battles. And, you know, to the victor goes to spoils and that, and history is written by the victor. So, I mean, that's another part of this story too, that, these these stories what can be trusted what can't be trusted what's real what's not right just like in our own histories and is it that why don't people if every, like I'll put it to you, this is like it's a it's a funny thing to think about cuz you see it in our modern society you could see someone in Westeros going like why do we keep on sending motherfuckers to the wall when we don't even believe that there are any white walkers or anything. There's just a bunch of crazy people who can't try to climb over the wall and get us every once in a while, like a bunch of white trash. Why would that even be a big problem? And obviously it's not because they let the night's watch descend into a bunch of thieves and rapists and criminals. They're nothing valor. Like uh, there's no valor in being on the night's watch.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, the way you put it, it's hard to argue that. Uh, it's pretty much exactly what you're saying. You woke me up, um, DJ. I
0: got woken up. I was I was like tired. And then all of a sudden, I started talking about this. But um, all right. I'm sorry. I keep on talking. You go, baby.
1: No, I, I, I'm I just soaking in what you're saying. Because okay. it's going to have to make sense at some point. And this whole circle thing, this circular thing and cyclical thing is – so apparent and that would actually make a whole lot of sense yeah i mean i do also think that there
0: is always an aspect of this that um the wall never falls and the end of this story is the white walkers just agree to go back home that's it they they don't go away they don't they're not, you know, they don't kill the night king and that kills all the other ones cuz that was kind of cool how you kill one and they're like bees or something, you know, like or yeah, vam- I love the vampires, hive mind. yeah, the hive mind, yeah. Um but I want to go I want to say uh Gina, I do love this. I think that maybe there could be thousands of white walkers who knows how many wildling children they stole or who knows. And, and I was talking with a hustler, a hustler. And I had a vision. You ready for it? Oh boy. Okay. The vision was this like a last shot. Okay. Of the kind of like, this is going to end the finale of like, you see the night King, and then the shock gets bigger and you see more White Walkers. And then not only do you see White Walkers, but you see like giants and these huge creatures and the ice spiders that people talk about. And like other kind of weird shit, like just so like a continent full of like crazy dead shit. You talking like, about for
1: this season or yeah, forever? Yeah.
0: Yeah, the end of this season, like, ton, like dragons, like one dragon. How about like sixty of them flying around or something? I don't know. I'm just saying that. Like, I, I just feel that we've only seen the tip. There can't only be, you know. Some people are like, how, how many? Like, were you counting at one point how many White Walkers were killed? Like, Sam killed one, and
1: yeah, I'm over, you I'm you over know? with that okay. stuff now.
0: But I don't think that's all of them. I mean, we saw those 12 or whatever at the White Walker home, or, and I think we're going to see that again, too. I just feel like if that's what, if some of these King's Landing things are going to continue to next year, then we're also going to have to see a bit more of the White Walker world. If we don't see it, I'm not going to be totally disappointed. But I love that Gina brought up the Craster thing because I think that's kind of something people forget. And there's also so many crazy theories about – this is becoming like a mini theory rant here. Thanks for listening, (laughs) DJ. (laughs) DJ's on hold while I just keep on blabbing. Like that's something new. Um, But so many different theories about Little Sam like – that the white walkers are trying to find him because he's the one that got away. You know, they were promised him. And like, maybe this whole thing will be at the end. They'll all meet at the wall. And Sam will just like the kid will just walk with, them. like they'll just give little Sam over to the Knights King and it'll touch him. and It'll become a little, little Knights King and they'll walk away. It'll be like, you know, now we're even Steven. But anyway, that was my mini rant <coughs> about uh, White Walkers, and I just love this. I love that part of the show, man. I love that scene. I watch that scene when he becomes uh, the Night King all the time. I just think it's fucking
1: cool, man. All right, yeah. the magic is your thing. You've always been talking about that. Like even me, like I want to know, like where's Pyat Priest still that was trying to get you know all that magic and shit on Danny back in you know Carth. and then followed her like that stuff ended. i want more of that
0: yeah well i think well look okay i'm gonna throw another one at you here we're here let's just go people i think we might also see more dragon eggs um i don't think that there were only three dragon eggs in the whole world first of all where did they come from um dragons obviously Uh, I was (laughs) a little (laughs) bored. (laughs) If we had a board, I'd have that wah, wah, wah. It would just say DJ on it. It just go wah, wah, wah. Um, But uh, what was I saying? Uh, Dragon eggs, man. Where did Melisandre go? Volantis, what's going on? Are there more dragon eggs? Um, Varys is the one who got them, right? With his buddy. The guy you're talking about. Isn't that his name? Was that the guy?
1: No, the guy. Um, oh, you're the, talking about I'm the talk- warlock guy. The warlock. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who were they? I mean, we may, again, there's only so much time left. And one of the things I might have to come to grips with is just like I had to come to grips with it with lost. And I'm still coming to grips with it. Is that how I wanted like an entire episode of the Dharma initiative, figuring out how they could use the island. As a uh like a temporal displacement machine, and I never got that. I just got like one scene where they go underground um I'm probably never gonna get any of this stuff, but that's why I probably there's Matt is now listening yelling at me, read the books,
1: axel uh, <laughs> so I'll stop there, but we yeah, could- but even even Mike brought up a good point like he hopes now the books are way different like any hope because people who who are upset mostly are the book people because this show has been given so many tight little details and really going over every single thing and then it's just so brushed by this episode so many incredible things happen that it wasn't explained so i can understand like that part of it, like still wanting that, like, you know, just like how you're saying what lost, like they're going to want the books. Yeah, yeah. And if the books have this like verbatim, it's not going to even make them happy. No, but if it they won't,
0: won't dude. It it can't. I mean, it's so look, I did not read the books, but I know all about them. And I've read so many dead people have told me, and I've read books before and I've read scree <laughs> I've read to do it because i mean i studied this stuff i've read books that were then turned into screenplays or you know what i mean like studied that kind of thing and uh come on you could put so much more in a book its book is so much more rich and varied and textured and the characters are of course just like so much deeper than a television show could ever be so um yeah i i i you know i sympathize so all right, why don't you go ahead and, and read uh, Justin's
1: email. All right. On the Matt and Donald episode, Donald expressed confusion as to why John didn't want to bend the knee in the first place. But I'd like to remind everyone that John explained why he shouldn't. It was because he didn't think the Northern Lords would respect that de- decision. That made him king, and they can undo it. Oh, they, I'm sorry, they made him king, and they can undo it. Not to mention they... Fought to overthrow the Targaryens because the Mad King executed Rickard Stark and his son. Um, I, I don't think that's exactly why why Donald was confused. I'm thinking he was confused as like the actions of Jon, not so much of the reasoning behind what would, with it, you know, the implications and repercussions of what would happen. Um, you know, but yeah, that they, they, I I'm worried for Jon too because. He never even discussed it with anyone in the North. They don't even know what's going on. The Raven went all the way from where they were to Dragonstone super fast, but they can't get one of those fast ones to get to the North and to Winterfell, (laughs) which is kind of silly. But yeah, I don't think they're going to go along with it. Like, what are they going to do? Like, all right, so they convince Cersei. If Brienne's there, Brienne's going to see the walker. And... Uh, I'm sorry, the dead, you know, the white. And so what does Brienne do? Brienne's going to go back and say, yeah, this is real. John's still a king after they find out and they're going to oust him. Like, it's not going to be believable. Like, so they're going to have to go on like a Westeros tour with his body, showing everyone that it's real. And then maybe everyone will believe them.
0: Yeah. um, I, Justin, I like what you're saying and I agree with it. I didn't. I didn't really have too much of a problem with what John was saying because I understood it. But then again, I understand Donald's point. And I think maybe the point Donald was saying is that, yes, what you are describing is historically accurate. And he would have every and all the everything you describe would have he would have every reason to not want to bend the knee because of those reasons. But John has always put the ultimate enemy above that. So the question then really falls that he's just scared that he'll then lose more fighters against the ultimate enemy. And I think what this battle, what John later says is why John suddenly think, uh, Justin, I'm, I should say, what Justin later says is why suddenly John thinks that doesn't matter. I have no idea. I'll be a little annoyed if the Northern Lords are okay with this horrible decision. I agree. I don't think they're going to be okay with it. But I think that John realized that it was more important to have two dragons, (laughs) Dothraki's, the Unsullied, than it was, and perhaps Cersei, if that he was willing to take that risk. I, I think that's kind of what happened there.
1: Um. You know? I mean John's looking at big picture and he has yeah. been for a whole season yeah, and a half not now, Ned, at least two dude. seasons.
0: Yeah, he's not Ned. He was kinda acting netish there. That's netish. Like, you know, um going by the uh the rule of law instead of the spirit of the law, you know?
1: Right. Plus we still haven't really clearly seen what you know, he lost coming back from the dead. So, you know, it mm. might have been that dumb loyalty. Maybe like it helped him that's interesting
0: hey that's a great point dj that's a great point that he is more like he knows you're either dead or you're alive fuck him
1: yeah they've seen the darkness
0: yeah okay cool all right hit us with megan dj
1: megan hey thank you for the email I'm.
0: i'm sorry i want to say thank you to justin too did i say that already
1: I'm, I'm sure you didn't, but if we <laughs> if we did, then you got it twice. So, all right. all right. So Megan says she got a couple of things that she wants to explore. The first is why didn't Sansa send Arya to King's Landing instead of Brienne? Sansa knows that Arya can handle herself, and it would give Arya something important to do, both as a Stark and on a personal level. As Arya still wants to take out Cersei, it would also get rid of Arya without suspicion or having to hurt or restrain her. Ooh, I, I, I mean i could see sending Arya, but i think the reason she probably didn't is because she's still young who would respect her most of the world probably thinks she's dead um and also that Arya might fly off the handle and kill cersei that might be a problem you know right now we all want cersei dead but if they you know if there's like a, a reason for this, you know, as Cersei explained for a, a pact or some kind of truce or, you know, right now it might be beneficial for everybody. So I'm thinking Sansa see, is seeing the bigger picture like Jon. And I agree that it's, you know, uh, it's important. Like that Arya does something as a Stark. And I like that. I you know, it's also would have been cool for her to get rid of her, but, Sansa's like looking bigger right now and I think that's why those scenes will play out better because Sansa's doing something broader like scheme that that we're not seeing the little the little part of.
0: Okay. Um for me my immediate answer would be because Arya's acting like a psycho. Um but after that I think this is pretty smart and I think that Megan uh, should write into Dan and Dave because this would be this would have been interesting, right? It would have been interesting if at part of that scene after Littlefinger, we would have had Sansa try to kind of instead of try to sweet talk Arya, you know? And say and offer that to her and actually just lay it out and say, like, look, you don't trust me, but I have something for you. Maybe I can gain your trust. Cersei wants me to come meet her. Maybe you could go or use one of your faces. I'm sure Cersei is a bigger enemy to us both. That would have been a really interesting scene. At least if I she mean, had said
1: if we're gonna go by that, I mean, there would have been a hundred interesting scenes that could have, should have been said. Yes, you know, but like I want to give Megan. Just, I want to give Megan out credit in the so. And be like, yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I'm I, just I do. Trying to give you her know, credit
0: here that this is very she smart. Does get credit. I, I didn't even think about it, but that's actually could have been a tactical. I think that's one of the things that bothers people about um, the character of Sansa, and why it's she is a tough character, and I think it's purposeful. Is that um uh, she's not she's unsure of herself, and she's been through a lot, and she does get she does seem to get nasty she doesn't she i don't think she she doesn't seem to have ever learned that you could get more with sugar than spice, or maybe she's just a little bit too spicy she's gotta mix it up a little bit there's nothing wrong with being hard, but even the hardest of people will try to pull one over on somebody sometime. So it would have been cool for me to see Sansa try to bargain with Arya. That would have been interesting to me. Um, but again, I don't know where this thing's going, so.
1: Yeah, I, I can't say that. I mean, I've been trying to pick it you know, apart. And I think also going back to something that Shadowcat said on last week's call-in, when with the same winterfell stuff i think the editing is all out of whack i think the you know mm. it could have been placed a whole lot different or as one scene instead of all these random cut up scenes like i know they have to move people into different rooms and set th- different things up but it just seemed off it doesn't seem like like what we're used to so that's why i'm thinking it's a whole different frame of of mind of what's going on. We're, we're seeing this through someone's eyes. That's going to make sense later.
0: Okay. I'm willing to buy it, dude. I'm willing to buy it. But Megan, that's a cool, um, that's a cool idea. I dig, I dig it. Uh,
1: what's up next DJ? All right. She wants to know who do you think Danny would name as her heir or successor? She says, I guess the obvious choice is Tyrion but he's actually older than Danny. I think, personally, Missande would make a good choice. She holds the same values as Danny and is very smart and cool-headed. Also, as far as the plot, maybe it's the reason she's still around. I can't really think of any other options. How about you all?
0: <laughs> just as I was, just, I, was th- I was like thinking it, you know, uh, as you're reading it. Um, even though I already read it. Um, I think uh what do you think, DJ? I, I, I'm down with these kind of choices, I have to admit. Like I think Sam I think if there's a king, it's gonna be Sam. But that's just me. Yeah,
1: but that's not a named heir successor. Um for from Danny's aspect, it would have to probably go to, to Masande or Tyrion. Tyrion's the hand. I think like I mean if she dies without actually naming it, wouldn't the hand be the next in line? is there no blood relatives left um that you know that mm. everybody's aware of yet uh, so she this is I, this I,
0: whole I, thing i think is dumb anyway but i it's i guess it's interesting i'm um, not that her question is dumb because it was brought up in the show and i think it's a cool idea but when you get into like i mean isn't her point to break the wheel uh, but i mean Tyrion has a point too you've got to leave someone you've got to kind of come up with some sort of formality right so you can't really yeah, but
1: you know i don't know if she dies like does she really care like all right it's over her struggle ended like you know whatever like someone else will pick up the pieces like unless <laughs> she had a bigger stake in it no seriously like other than the dragons she has no children the people follow her but she knows they would follow something else if it came along that was influential or got their attention so i you know as much as she loves them and they follow her because she's great, I don't think she has a, a big enough stake in the game. I think all this talk of successor or heir is, and Jora talking about, you know, giving this sword to John's kid and her saying, I can never have a kid. These are my kids. And this whole thing is leading to John impregnating Danny. Mm-hmm. And she's going to have an heir. Okay. Okay.
0: I think that that, uh, I've heard that, uh, I've heard and read that. And I think that it, that is a valid theorization there and supposition, my friend, uh, or
1: as one yeah. of our other, uh, feedbacks said, you know, maybe it'll just, they'll just say, Hey, mother, like Gina said, and it'll all be, her kids will be all those babies from up North with, uh,
0: oh. the Knights King. Oh, okay. Now this gets to what I was going to say. This sounds crazy. Maybe she's going to die. And this wow. was brought up on the uh, Shad on TV podcast. I was listening to the other night. Those guys are great. Um, uh, somebody wrote in and said this, but I had it in my notes already because I was saying it to my wife. I was like, you know, you got to do the old Seinfeld. I'm a, you know, I'm a huge fan, man, Jerry Seinfeld, but just the creation of just flipping it. What could happen that just flips it? Now, I'm not saying it, I don't, it's just counterfactual evidence. You talk about someone's future so much and then they die. Um, But, you know, it could happen. I mean, how worried was Tyrion about her riding on the dragon? How, you know, that spear could, one spear, one arrow could have hit you. And then the spear goes, he throws, kills one of her dragons and then throws the spear and uh, and kills um, Viserys, if that's how I pronounce it. Now, let's bring it all the way back to Mr. Mike Hall, who at the beginning of the season in the first episode thought that he saw a blue ring in Danny's eye. Then when we saw that same blue ring in the dragon's eye, he retweeted, said, look. And I think I uh, went back and got and said, look, Mike saw it. Look, is this foreshadowing? But maybe the real foreshadowing is that Danny dies and she's brought back. And like, Ge- like was it Gina that said that? Mother. Yes.
1: That's the how knight's she Queen. becomes
0: the mother. The knight's Queen. I, I mean, like it a lot.
1: That be- would flip the whole story. And if the living dragons are still there, maybe John would take control. Yeah. And... They all fight Danny. Wow, that's that would be cool.
0: Now, that's what I'm saying. If they did something like that and that was so magical and they took a character like that and did that, which something that they hesitated and did not do with like Lady Stoneheart, I think at this point people could buy it. And I think that if they did that and the last episode and this episode finale ends with a knight's queen riding and they, uh, you know, the dragon, you know. Up behind the the like the Knights King, that'd be pretty badass, man, and as far as the whole story with John and Danny and all that, it does in a way clear out it for John, right, and then you have the fire and ice thing going on, uh, but now he's the fire, wow, so it's kinda like <laughs> but all right. Is it going to happen? I don't know. It's fun to play. I'm going to accept whatever they do. It'll probably be mu- much less insane than that. Even though I'm a fan of insane, I'm ins- uh, I'm a fan of uh, contained uh, insanity. Uh, that's why I podcast with DJ Tim Hines. But to go insane in the membrane, ow, crazy insane, got no brain. Um, uh, so Megan. A Missandei I kind of like, and I bring up Sam cause you know, spoiler alert, I'm a little fan of the Hurley thing, you know, but, um, I think Masande is kind of cool. You know, it would in the end, I guess we all, I mean, I, I shouldn't say I would like to see some sort of more democratic type structure, but you have to really ask the question, how could they really do that? You know, I mean I guess Tyrion is the kind of person that could set that up. But it would take years.
1: Right. You they know, have so... to do voter IDs <laughs> and they have to set up polling <laughs> stations. I mean and, and then they have to get all the dead people off the yeah. lists. Then, then oh right
0: exactly. Then they have to start gerrymandering and exactly, you know, start right. flea bottom. Um so yeah, it's uh it's an interesting question, but I think I'm along the lines of the diversion that DJ went down, that this is
1: not really about that. So, uh, so you, you mean oh, go ahead. you won't see single payer healthcare in Westeros? No, I don't think so, man. Okay.
0: I don't think so. They're going to have to burn it somewhere else. Um, I needed to hit the DJ button for that one. <laughs> that was a double entendre. Um, all right. Ross, I've been listening to podcasts for a while. It's a really great podcast. Help me to enjoy the TV show more. Thank you, Ross. We appreciate that, brother. Doing it helps us and getting your emails, too. Um, I have a thought about Back to Sansa and Arya. What will happen with Sansa and Arya in the latest episode? I think there's something that more than meets the eye. The last time when Arya confronted Sansa, she told her she was trained to be a faceless man and she can do a lot with different faces. She also mentioned Sansa won't like to know how she got those faces, assuming she had to kill the person to get the face. At last, she told Sansa she can do things with Sansa's face. We thought she might kill Sansa at the moment, but handed Sansa the dagger instead. My interpretation is she's telling Sansa she won't kill her, but Sansa should use her face to do something killing Littlefinger maybe, or her faces. So I think there's a plan between the sisters and there's a purpose for Sansa to send off Brienne. Hmm. So is this a misspelling because there's an S missing, but Sansa should use her faces to do something. Killing Little... So, okay, right. So this is what I was trying to say, and this is why I love this email, about the training. So in a way, Ross... I wish you were here so I could ask you, would you, uh, maybe on email, I think you're diggy Two fish on email. So hit us up. Do you,
1: I think it's digi, digi to fish.
0: Digi. Okay. We did get a couple tweets this week too, about my bad pronunciation of, um, Gendry. I saying Gendry instead of Gendry, instead of Gendry. How do you say, wait, it, that's right? not a shtick. No, but occasionally I have a hard time pronouncing things. So, no, I can't. Is it? How do you say it properly?
1: I say Gendry. Like, again, gen, like, gen,
0: Gen. Okay. Gendry. Gen. gen. Gendry. See, again, but it, it could again, again, it could be okay. gen
1: because if you say generation. Yes, like gen- that's
0: why I was saying that. So, it's again, it's Gendry. Gendry. Okay. Gendry. Gentry. I'm gonna say it right I now like, from now on.
1: And you know what? Like, also another one is like I say Sansa, and you say Sansa, and like that's so like New York of you. I go and back
0: and forth between Sansa and Sansa.
1: I look at it like Fanta. There's a lot of people that say Fanta, and that's not right. It's Fanta. Like wanna Fanta? Wanna Fanta? Who so, the fuck says Fanta? It's Fanta, dude. Oh my god! You didn't just say that. It's Fanta. Um. The Oh, praise the sound. Hey, DJ,
0: where, when, where do you put your clothes?
1: Have in, you ever listened to the commercial? They say they say the commercial. It's, because they, the lady they say has their an name accent. brand for you. Because she has, an Fanta. Ac- she has
0: an accent. Oh, my God. Seriously? You go in there? She says Wana Fanta.
1: Do you say Wana? Yeah, I so say, you want to go do this podcast? Because, <laughs> what's? oh, my goodness. People tweet the shit out of this guy. I
0: love this diversion. We're keeping this shit in, baby. This is a late night pod. Um, But seriously, okay, in a desk, what does a desk have that you pull out? What is that called?
1: It has drawers.
0: It has drawers, right? Yeah. Okay. You're like me. You say drawers. You know, when I went to North Carolina and lived there, I kept on saying that and people were like laughing at me. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, it's called a drawer drawer. Not a yeah, draw. Silly. I was like, no, nah, it's called a draw.
1: We talk <laughs> fast out here. We drop that stuff.
0: Anyway, so mixing in the fact that I'm from New Jersey and the fact that I had a debilitating, disfiguring speech impediment. It was really bad. I joke about it, but I have tapes so and my mom probably, i bet you, my brother has them. We used to do a lot of like little radio, like record ourselves when we were kids. Um, and it was just like really bad um ross i like this uh idea that something's going on between them and yeah i kind of dig it do you think like Arya's like
1: training her yeah it seems that way um she's kind of you know bringing up the faces they said that you know the way she asked it she showed her she let her in on it she let her guard down gave her the blade you know even though obviously she probably put it down she didn't take it with her or something and she's not going to you know, hunt arya down with it but you know she let her know that y- you don't pose a threat to me so let's get on the same page while still keeping her in check with the the other shit like she's like i know you want to be queen you know a few episodes back and like that shook arya but maybe it's pushing arya to be aware of what's going on in herself hmm. let's hope
0: Then again, it'll probably be something totally different and we'll all be disappointed and try not to talk about it because there'll be some awesome Ice Dragon action. (laughs) Um, All right. So, Victor, Gina, Justin, Megan, Ross, you are the emails we read this evening. Thank you very much. We appreciate them. Uh Ross, I think we kinda we had I think we were kind of thinking about your email earlier and we kinda talked that kind of happens when you do feedback. That that's a cool idea. Hit us up on the Twitter. Um DJ, are you ready to watch the trailer?
1: Yes, I have not watched it yet. So All right,
0: so this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna play it live on the air here. This is the first time I'm watching it. Last time I had Snuck kind of quick watched it once. This time I have not yet watched it. So why don't you cue yours up, DJ? Why I'm don't ready. you cue it up? Let me find mine. Where am I at? I brought it up here. Oh, I
1: think I brought it up in Safari. Um, this podcast is sponsored by Apple and all Apple apps. Safari being one of them. The no. number one choice browser of Apple. Is it? I don't even know anymore.
0: Let's I mean, see. The one oh, here we it. go. All right. And you ready, DJ?
1: Let's see if this works.
0: Okay, action. To the dizzle. All right, not showing much at all, man. That's basically that,
1: that was crazy. Like I, it was so fast cutscenes. I don't even really know what the hell happened.
0: Okay, well, I mean, I think generally you had a bunch of like armies amassing, which seemed to be going to meet at this coliseum-looking place. Pretty badass. Cersei's there. John comes up there. I think you see Tyrion and Danny. Uh, but then you had someone falling to their knees on a beach. Um, you had uh, Sansa. It looks sort of like Theon. Oh, okay, Theon. You had Sansa in the snow.
1: Um, yeah, lonely. It looked very lonely and cold up there.
0: Hmm. But pensive though, she didn't look worried. She looked kind of pensive. Uh, I think that's that's all I'm getting right now, DJ. And grey I- worms alive. Okay, Grey Worms there. Yeah, I missed a little bit at the beginning because I was resizing and I didn't want to mess up the sound. It seemed like
1: he had, he had a pretty decent army behind him.
0: Hmm. Very interesting, man. I don't know what this is not really telling me much. You know? I mean, I'm just basically kind of seeing that they're going to meet and that's badass. But we're not really seeing. That's just setting up the stage. I like that, man. A lot of ships. So a ships yeah a lot, a lot of, of ships. ships okay right so we're watching it now they're they're coming there we see the ships we see the armies amassing jamie and braun horses riding they're not fighting they're stopping there's sansa she's in winterfell there's theon on the beach there's someone walking it looks like jorah maybe now they're entering the the coliseum john you see Tyrion, jamie cersei john speaks That's the end. Yeah, not much of anything, dude. This is a little bit of a letdown segment.
1: (laughs) But all the players are in the game, so we'll see everything.
0: Oh, I love it when a plan comes together. I love it when they don't show a lot in a trailer like that. There's probably other bits and bobs out there. We're not going to get to look into those. But um, I like that they're getting right to it, man. I mean, there's got to be... Cersei's got to have something up her sleeve, man. Don't you think so? Uh,
1: Well, she has something that definitely Jamie doesn't have up her sleeve. That's a hand. Oh, DJ button. All right. So Cersei's definitely going to, I think she's actually going to play a calm. I don't think she's going to have much up her sleeve, but I think that something will erupt at the meeting. Hmm. It's got to, man. Maybe we just get to it's watch the to. Game Bowl for, like, fun, and then they have their meeting. Yeah, I mean, you know my thoughts on
0: the Club Game Bowl, whatever. I really don't give a shit. It'd be, like, me a mercy killing. Uh, wow, not much to see out of that. Impressive visuals. Um, I'm, I'm That did kind of make me pumped. I think we're probably going to have a little bit less time problems here, but who knows. But this is setting up – I mean, this episode is 80 minutes long, bro. It's an hour and twenty five minutes and you gotta take out five minutes for the for the uh the intro stuff and the credits.
1: Alright, so here's a hard question. Do you think it's gonna be a hot opening or a cold open?
0: They haven't done um a cold open this season. Season episode one. Oh, did they?
1: Yes what was it remember oh I, yeah that's right of course i'm sorry i made fun of the cold open thing and yes. you're like come on dj
0: <laughs> that's right that's right i'm sorry and we talked about all the other times they had done it of course um what was that again remind me though it was the start of the show no i know but what was it Wow, you put me on the spot like that yeah you don't remember either see okay
1: all right just somebody it, hit DJ. us up on twitter At Podcast Winterfell. Admit it.
0: It's late at night. We're both fucking high as hell. Anyway.
1: Winterfell pod.
0: (laughs) This should be a Patreon only, but you know what? Just to teach us a lesson, I'm releasing it wide. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, this has been great stuff, man. I don't know. I don't really have much else to say. That was not a trailer that did not give me a lot of room for speculation. Um, All right. Well, this is going to be the last podcast before the finale for us. I think Uh, I'm not doing one tomorrow, Sunday. I don't think, I don't know if anybody else is. So this is it, DJ, anything you want to say before we go into this finale, any predictions, anything you like, I know we're all waiting for the show to like, get back on track in a sense. Um, All of us on the podcast, when I say that, and I, I know we all hope it does besides that is there anything it has to do to get that from you or are you, you know, how you feeling
1: in the beginning of the season, we said, you know, our predictions and, uh, you know, what we kind of wanted this season cast right before it started. And my biggest thing was a lot of death and I got a lot of it. And then we got the dead and we got dead dragons and dead people and you killing people. it was, a lot of death, and I loved it. I got my fill of the death. I didn't even have to count them. I just was excited. But from here on out, I want to see Common Winterfell, in, I mean Westeros rather, and I want to see Unity, and I want to see Magic. So I want to see that Night's King go down. Okay. All
0: right. But, yeah. And we
1: won't see that, obviously, this episode, but I want to see you know, it leading towards that for next season. Uh, I in 2025. Yeah, baby.
0: I agree. Um coming in this next episode, some predictions I may have made. Will Danny die? I don't know, it could be possible. Jamie? Mm-hmm. Cersei? Mm-hmm. Tyrion? Jon? Jorah? Davos? Podrick? <laughs> Sansa? Arya? I don't know. I really I mean, the Danny one I'm kind of latching onto because there is so much stuff about. Oh, watch out! Be careful! We only have you. Who's gonna secede? You bend the knee. I'm the queen. I just think that it would be super interesting if that happened. Um, I want to see Bran. Okay, we've gone through this whole season. We have been teased with Bran being really stoned by the weirwood, and the weirwood tree. I want to see some brand stuff. I want I want to contextualize this season. Also, another person we haven't mentioned the entire episode.
1: Urine. Urine. I don't know where he's at. I, I said it to a coworker today. We were talking about it, like all these time you know traveling things we have, and the the logistical movements and the problems everybody's having. Urine made it to the other side of the world in one episode in half an episode but he's nowhere to be seen since yeah it's kind of annoying there's got to be is that what
0: wherever they are is that the surprise why is theon on the beach like that i don't know you know um we haven't seen euron so that could be interesting um will we see what happened to melisandre will we see anything from the other maybe the forces that the golden company that Cersei said she was going to hire. Maybe Whoa, she's gonna that could su- be the setup. Yeah. Maybe she's going to surround them, you know? Um, and the next thing you know, there's a big, huge battle. I mean, I, I'm just saying, I, I think they got to be pulling something out. I'm going to lay it out like this. If they were rushing that last episode, they were rushing it for a reason. They had to get this to happen. They were trying to get to the point, the point we were all looking forward to this huge ranging expedition thinking perhaps it could take until the last episode or who knew, right? And then things happen so fast. Why? Because they need to get to this point. So we're here. Show it to us. Why was it worth it? And I hope at the end of the finale, we're going to say, Okay. It was worth it. We, we, now we see why we had to get to this point where they're all meeting and they're all here. And I think it would be awesome if an ice dragon comes or there's some kind of battle or something, or I don't know, man, I'm just ready for something kind of to throw me a loop. I
1: need something that's going to make sure I can wait excitedly for the next year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: And one thing I've been thinking uh, that Game of Thrones has never done is, um, well, never done properly.
1: A musical episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking no, that too. That's no. cool. That's funny. You no. think that?
0: Well, I was going to say it. Uh, no, I shouldn't say properly in the way I'm describing. They did it with Jon Snow. Is he alive? Isn't he alive? But one thing that they haven't done is like the, the, when when the um, sept exploded, everyone was dead and we knew it. But could it be that this ends with us thinking like not knowing who's alive or dead? That's the thing I was thinking Ooh. about. Is that like, that's an interesting way to quickly pick up into a final season is that we don't have to reset the pieces at all. The story immediately continues because we didn't know who lived or died in some great battle, explosion,
1: calamity, or something like that. Like if, if like there's a big pit and Cersei falls down it, and there's an atom bomb on top of her. <laughs> like, is she going to pull it or not? And are they going to die? That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, right. That would be awesome. All right, cool. Anything else you want to add?
1: No, I'm uh, just glad we got to do this on a late night Friday night right before the new episode for the finale and uh, wouldn't wouldn't change it for the world. Love podcasting with you and love hearing everything our guys and girls on podcast Winterfell do. And I'm happy to be here. Thank you, bud. Yeah, brother. Um, Yeah, this was a
0: lot of fun. Uh, Thanks everybody for getting through it with us. It was kind of rambling and uh, I like that though, man, we're just being real and having fun. And I am really looking forward to this episode. I was disappointed. I got to say, um, I wasn't jumped the shark. I wasn't angry. I was disappointed, but I've been also super happy with game of Thrones. And those moments have far outweighed the disappointing ones. And I really am looking forward to seeing why we had to get here. And I'm, 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 ready to be amazed i'm ready for the best episode ever i mean like i said this thing is this thing is 80 minutes long that's pretty long so thanks everybody we appreciate you coming with us on this journey this evening i'm going to tell you how you can uh get in contact with us peace
1: Valomo podcasts
0: Thank you for listening to Podcast Winterfell. You can find the podcast at DVRpodcast.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash DVR. You can email the podcast, at podcastwinterfell at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Winterfell Pod and on Facebook, Podcast Winterfell.